0: The Girl Scouts are stuck with 15 million boxes of unsold cookies. The police are working to identify a man who gave a child a $100 bill. And Toronto is rallying around a tiny kitten who was born without a butthole. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted and produced by a comedian. Today I'm recording in a car. How's it sound? Pretty good? No, guys, I'm upgrading from the closet, okay? We have ourselves a cookie epidemic, guys. Big problem in the cookie department. Apparently, the Girl Scouts are stuck with 15 million boxes of cookies that are unsold. You guys aren't doing your part? What's going on here? I thought you knew your part. Every spring, you buy Girl Scout cookies and you eat them with your face. Everybody knows this. I bought two boxes. What about you? The Girl Scouts have an unusual problem this year. 15 million boxes of unsold cookies nobody wants. How do you not want these cookies? Girl Scouts, do you need my address? I'll take a million off your hands. The 109-year-old organization says the pandemic is the main culprit. Of course, that pandemic And it's caused a thinner demand for their Thin Mints. Oh, clever writing here. Do you guys know about the Thin Mints? It's really the best Girl Scout cookie ever invented. It's my favorite. Uh, I know that's very unoriginal of me. But I just love Thin Mints. They're, They're tremendous. You put them in the freezer. Oh, God, so good. Eat them with your coffee for breakfast. Thin Mints for breakfast. Why not? Great idea. Are you guys familiar with the Girl Scouts? Some people around the world might not be. Uh, they are a group of girls, a large group of girls, and they sell cookies every spring. We love the cookies. They're tremendous cookies. I'm not really sure that they make these cookies themselves. I think it's an old Italian lady in Jersey. but I- <laughs> They definitely sell the cookies. That's their best skill is cookie sales. They do some other things, the Girl Scouts, but I'm not really sure what those things are. I think they go camping. Uh, I, I don't know. They raise rabbits and play basketball. I'm not really sure. I just know that they sell cookies. That's what they're known for. It says here, as the pandemic wore on into, into the spring cookie selling season, many of the Girl Scout troops had to ditch their traditional cookie booths for safety reasons. You're wondering, what is a cookie booth? Oh, a cookie booth is a delightful existence. You would go to a grocery store, and outside of the entrance, there would be a booth where there would be Girl Scouts selling cookies. The cookie booth. Well, during the pandemic, you couldn't really have cookie booths. That was the issue. So they, they had to pivot. That's a business term. Pivot means, uh, I don't know, try something new. Uh, I assume they were trying to sell online and all that. Here's a quote from Kelly, who's a spokesperson for the Girl Scouts. This is unfortunate the situation but given this is a girl driven program and the majority of the cookies are sold in person it was going to be expected with the pandemic expected well kelly why didn't you be more proactive and think ahead maybe i don't know sell cookies via drone i don't know (laughs) you knew this was going to happen kelly now you're stuck with 15 million boxes of thin mints in a warehouse that doesn't do anybody any good kelly the impact of this will be felt by the local Girl Scout councils and the troops who depend on their cookie sales to fund, fund all of their programming. What kind of things do they do? Well, they travel, it says. They go to camps and other activities. I'm not sure what those activities are, like egg tosses, maybe like Frisbee golf. I don't know. The Girl Scouts normally sell around 200 million boxes of cookies a year. Wow, that is big business. 200 million cookies per year And they got 15 million unsold It's almost 10% of their lot This is a sad situation But it could be worse man it could be, You could be sitting with 100 million boxes of unsold cookies Given the situation So not bad I wouldn't say it's a complete epidemic uh, Definitely a little speed bump though How much do they make a year off these cookies? It's 800, 800 million? That's almost a billion dollars a year In cookie sales that's a lot of money, Girl Scouts. What are you doing with this? Upgrade your uniforms, man. You got 800 million coming in. You should all be dressing like Elon Musk. I <laughs> what, what kind of traveling do you have? This is a huge budget for traveling. Where are they going? Oh, man, I should have been a Girl Scout. I could have went to Hawaii. I don't know. <laughs> they make so much money off the cookies. This is f- unbelievable how much money in cookies. Dang. Man, I'm in the wrong business, man. Gotta start selling cookies. Gotta get famous like Amos. Sell my cookies. Well, as you can imagine, they're encouraging people to buy boxes online. So I don't know, Google Girl Scouts of the USA buy their cookies. I don't know if you can ship them, uh, buy them, and have them shipped everywhere in the world. But you gotta get, you gotta give these a try. I don't care where you are. Maybe you. Live elsewhere, but you know somebody in the United States, we could get you some boxes and mail them to you because you got to try these tremendous cookies. They're one of the the great things in life. I always looked forward to Girl Scout cookie season. I really did. I'm not even much of a cookie monster, but these Thin Mints are just they're like crack, man. The police are on to a big mystery. Who gave a child a one hundred dollar bill? They're trying to identify the man who gave a child a one hundred dollar bill. You can't just be giving children $100 bills. What do you think this is? You are trying to be Santa? Spring Hill, Tennessee. Authorities are investigating a suspicious incident. This is very suspicious. Someone giving $100 bills. I don't think it's that suspicious. I'll take a $100 bill. If you call that a suspicious incident, then I want all the suspicious incidents. Just give me all the $100 bills. I'm not afraid. Identified men. Identify yourself. Don't identify yourself. I don't give a damn. I'll take your $100 bills. That are, I'll stick them all in my fanny pack It's a good day for me Buy myself some Girl Scout cookies So this is the incident An identif- unidentified man gave a child A $100 bill At a home last weekend Well if the guy was in your home don't you know him You just let strangers in your home I mean if you want to hand out $100 bills Definitely come to wherever I'm at Come into the home Come into the quinceanera Whack the piñata do whatever you want I don't care just come to my party Giving out $100 bills. You sound like a pleasant individual. This incident happened at Saturday at 1 p.m. in the Benevento East neighborhood. You guys know the place where everybody's so rich they're just handing out $100 bills. Is that what we're dealing with here? The police department reported two small children under 10 years old went to the front porch of the house to see if a friend was there. When the friend answered the door... An unidentified man, who had also been standing on the porch outside of the child's view, emerged and asked if the mother was home. Is your mom home? I got a stack of hundreds. I don't know what to do with them. I'm just giving them out to strange families. The child reportedly replied that the mother was home, but was unable to come to the door. After the man was told this, he handed the child a $100 bill told the child to give it to the mother. Give give your mother this $100 bill. I'm taking care of the moms today. Uh, Perhaps this man has a crush on the mom. We need more information. The man was described by the police as having white hair and a white goatee. Oh, it sounds like Colonel Sanders is giving out $100 bills in Spring Hill, Tennessee. I'll meet you in Tennessee, guys. Let's get our $100 bills from the colonel. He's just, this is very bizarre. He was wearing an orange shirt, blue jeans, and tennis shoes. Tennis shoes? You mean sneakers? Dumbass. Are they still calling sneakers tennis shoes in Tennessee? Get it together, Tennessee. Nobody's calling them tennis shoes anymore except for states like you. You're lit, what do you think, is 1930? Like, I have a theory that I don't even know. I didn't even look this up, but oftentimes you'll hear... Not oftentimes, uh, but I have heard people refer to sneakers as tennis shoes. Certain regions of the country still call them tennis shoes. So I, I, the theory is... That the first sneakers invented were specifically for tennis and they were only existing for tennis. Like you never wore sneakers for any other sport. This predates basketball, I assume. So it was tennis shoes. But for some reason, you people are still calling it tennis shoes. A hundred years later, meanwhile, we've moved on. Sneakers are used for every sport for running, for CrossFit, anything. You're still calling them tennis shoes. Are you okay? <laughs> Okay, back to the story with the guy in the blue jeans and tennis shoes. He was seen driving away in a four-door Dodge Ram pickup with black rims. The Spring Hill police say the family doesn't know this person. And the police department is working to investigate what the man's intentions were. If you have any information, you can even submit an anonymous tip if you'd like to. Yeah, I'm curious what his intentions are. He's trying to get with all the moms in the neighborhood. This guy's a this guy's a pimp of some sort. This is what's going on here? <laughs> hey, maybe there's some sort of underground thing going on. These moms are working in an in an underground dogfight syndicate, and he's just paying them back. I know that's a weird thing to say. Nah, that that can't possibly be true. I'm just trying to think of a reason why someone would give a, a woman a $100 bill. I'm thinking like maybe the women are, are, are in on it, but they don't want to say what it is because what they're doing is part of some illegal syndicate. All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs> an entire city is rallying around a tiny kitten who was born without a butthole. Save the kitten. Get the kitten a butthole. This is in Toronto. A young kitten was born with an incredibly rare birth defect. No butthole. And this kitten is going to get a new lease on life thanks to the efforts of a Toronto rescue organization and cat lovers around the world. Everybody loves cats and dogs. Anytime one of them is born without a butthole, you better believe a GoFundMe is going to come up, come to the rescue. People around the world do not want to see these cute little kittens living without buttholes. What's the name of this cute cat without a butthole? Dora. Though the picture's unbelievable. They're just so irresistible when they're kittens. Then they become adults and you're like, eh, the fun's all over. Oh, you're just going to hide under the bed now all the time? Is that your deal? You used to play with me. I used to get a piece of yarn. You were so fun. Now you're an adult and you're under the bed 24-7. Good times, everybody. There's got to be a way to keep them as kittens. I don't know. Dora, that's the kitten's name. Let me come off my tangents. Uh, Dora is an adorable little tortoise shell. Recently, Dora came into the care of the Annex Cat Rescue at the tender age of just eight weeks old. Oh, Dora's already gone eight weeks without a butthole. How long can you go without a butthole? All that poop just backs up. Gotta get this, this cat a butthole. Too many weeks have gone by. On June 9th, Dora was brought to the veterinarian because she was showing signs of severe constipation. Unfortunately, Dora was diagnosed with an extremely rare birth defect. It's called an imperforate anus. In other words, she was born without a butthole. Does this happen to humans as well? This is frightening to be born with an imperforate anus. Uh, A butthole is very important. I can't even. I mean, I'd rather be born without a right arm but still have my butthole. And I need my right arm because I throw things. I, i you should see me throw a baseball. I, I'm I'm an all star. All right. I'm an all. Well, I was an all star. Uh, <laughs> I used to I used to beat somebody. Uh, prior to her revelatory veterinarian visit, Dora the kitten without a butthole had miraculously survived all eight weeks of her life without ever having a bowel movement. Oh, but. Um, they notate here, she she does get in the litter box and give it a try. So she's trying. She just can't. She can't have a bowel movement because there's no butthole there. A lot of pushing. Oh, that's got to be the most uncomfortable thing in the world to not have a butthole and you've got to poop so bad. The cat rescue is uh, sought to raise $6,500 for the complicated surgery to remove the painful and life-threatening amount of fecal matter that had built up in her colon, as well as to construct, well, an anus. They're going to also reroute her insides and repair an internal tear. Well, this certainly was the plan. Raise the money and then buy Dora a new butthole. You can probably buy kitty buttholes on Amazon, I'd imagine. So instead of the $6,500, you will be very happy to hear they managed to raise over $10,000 in only a few days because people can't resist kittens, and we don't want to see them suffer. We'll step over dying human beings in the gutter, but as soon as we see a kitten without a butthole, we, uh, we reach for our wallet... <laughs> That's how we do it, guys. Dora had the emergency surgery on Friday and now has an anus. You'll be so happy to hear that Dora has a butt hole. Uh, but, it says here, a- her aftercare has been quite difficult. I mean, she's trying to adjust to having a butthole. I'd imagine that's not easy. She's got to receive 24-hour support. Well, you guys got the money. You can get support. Now, the the cat rescue wrote an update on their Facebook page. They want to thank everyone who's donated on Dora's behalf to get a butthole. Now, although they've gone through all of these preliminary procedures, Dora still hasn't passed a stool. The cat rescue saying that they may need another surgery. They're trying to declog her. Uh, Poor Dora is still constipated. And this has gone on for over two months. This can't be. The rescue organization is asking for a bit more help for little Dora so you can donate to the cause. I, I, I'll, I'll put a link to it. But you could also, I guess, you could Google uh, Kitty Butthole Do- Donation Center, uh, Kitty Kitty Anus Reconstruction Surgery GoFundMe page. I don't know. I wanted to pass a. I wanted to pass a bowel. Whenever I wanted to have a bowel movement, <laughs> I'm pulling for this cat man. Get it. The Annex Cat Rescue is a volunteer-run rescue and they rely entirely on donations and they want to provide Dora with the best bowel movement possible. So do your job, guys. Dora needs your help. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me once again for an episode of Weird AF News. I want to apologize for releasing yesterday's show so late in the in the day. Uh, it didn't go out until about 9 p.m., pacific time because i had a crazy busy day and i just didn't i, I didn't have time and i it totally slipped my mind believe it or not i was that busy i didn't realize until i was at the dodger game last night that i hadn't released the podcast <laughs> so i took a few minutes in my seat because i had already recorded the segments i had to edit them together with transitions, and then type in the, the description and a title, and I did all of that in my seat in the left field, <laughs> uh, right next to my friend Jason, who's like, "What the hell are you doing right now?" I'm like, "Don't mind me. I'm just releasing a podcast in the middle of a Dodger game." That's that's uh, sometimes you got to do stuff on your phone, guys, and uh, <laughs> no matter where you are, it doesn't matter where you are. You still have to go through and do it. So I apologize for it being late. Uh, please forgive me. Uh, I want to give some uh, love to people that called me and I'm going to publish those calls Connie called uh, Connie guessed, tried to guess which Florida story was fake uh, and uh, Connie's guess was incorrect, I'm going to tell you guys the fake story was the stabbing over miniature golf, yeah that did not occur in Florida, it occurred in Tennessee I mean pretty close, pretty close (laughs) geographically speaking Uh, yeah stabbing over mini golf though, that so sounded like a Florida story like when I saw the title I, I was like oh this is definitely a Florida, Florida bit and no but I, you, you know, when you think of stabbings over miniature golf you think of Florida for sure Maria in Miami called she wanted to congratulate me for reaching a thousand shows, Maria thank you so much uh, it's so nice to have you back calling the show, uh, Maria's been listening to, for a long time way back probably since around show 100 you've been listening Maria so uh, I'm grateful for you uh, Jim in Cleveland called and, uh, asked me a, a couple of questions that I thought I would just answer on the show because I think other, if Jim, Jim, if you're curious, I think other people might be curious too. I was, Jim asked me where I came up with the idea for Florida Friday and I didn't, I didn't. Uh, one of my listeners, loyal listeners, longtime listeners, and also a buddy of mine, Ryan suggested it and, uh, I thought I would try it and it just seemed to get a very good reaction. So I kept doing it. So um, pro- maybe if you're wondering why f- the state of Florida would be the subject to its own show, as suggested by Ryan, it's because Florida is known for just crazy news stories. Like they're just known for it. So it just seemed to be a fit. Uh, Jim also asked if I had any listeners in Ireland or Italy, being that I'm uh, Italian and Irish. Ireland, yes, many. Italy, not any that i'm aware of at all so if i if i do have any listeners in italy i'd be tremendously pleased to know so if you are listening in italy please reach out uh and and i'm, I'm really looking forward to the patriots cleveland browns game jim so just letting you know uh that jim keeps mentioning it and and that cleveland's going to beat the patriots uh but you know that's not don't be too sure about that jim don't be too sure buddy uh what else did I want to say? I Man, I got such amazing callers. By the way, thank you guys so much. Your personalities are just incredible. It's such like when I, when I hear the, the calls from, from people like Jim from Cleveland, you rock and roller. I just get so pleased, so happy. So please keep calling. Uh, I, I love the calls. If you guys want to give me a jingle, a jingly ling dingally. Uh, the number six four six four five zero twenty twelve. 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, if you have any articles for the show. You can also send them through the the website, weirdafnews.com. I got a, a review I'd like to read on Apple Podcasts uh, from Skunk Hunt from Malawi. And this is, I believe, this is the same listener that wrote me a, uh, was it a YouTube message? Yeah, a YouTube message. It says, uh, "Thanks a lot for the weird news from Malawi, from Malawi, Africa." He writes, uh, oh, "Love you, love the show, bro. Been a long time listener, but still never really heard any African news. Trust me, this content is a treasure trove of weird stories. For example, people in my country, Malawi, legitimately believe vampires are real. They call them bloodsuckers and believe sleeping outside can prevent an attack. <laughs> I'd never heard of these Malawi vampires, but this sounds incredible." Uh, it sounds like you live in a very superstitious country. and uh, Yeah, th- I have um, covered similar stories. I have covered stories from Africa as well. Um, I want to say the last vampire story I did, though, was from uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, but, I mean, I've definitely covered my share of stories out of Africa. Maybe not specifically Malawi, but definitely Africa. There's been some weird stuff. There's always weird stuff in, in uh, like places like Africa. Uh, weird news. I mean, Africa is probably weirder than Florida. To me, it would seem. Florida's got like the crazy criminals. This is the thing that they have going. They just got the they got the lockdown on the crazy criminals. <laughs> uh, anyways, this outro is very long. Please forgive me. I, I just want to thank everybody who reached out. It just means a lot to me that um, you know you you love and support my show. So thank you so much. If you'd like to leave a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or Amazon. I appreciate all of you so much. See you tomorrow. Hey, Z, it's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. I think I figured out which Florida story wasn't from Florida. I think it was the one where the man threw the baby, threw his baby at the police after a chase because he said he was from Florida, but not where the incident took place. And I, I listened to the show three times, and I think I finally figured it out. So I'm thinking that one's it. So I hope you're having a happy Monday. See you later. Bye. Hello, Jonesy. It's Maria in Miami, Florida. Just want to say congratulations on doing over 1,000 shows. When I first found this podcast, I was thinking, "What the heck? It's weird and bizarre, and I like it." So, if you want comedy in your closet, Jonesy has it and weird AF news. Just want to say thank you, and I appreciate what you do. So. Hear you later, I like later. after one crocodile <laughs> Bye bye.